I was wondering who's gonna break it. I was not expecting it to be with that. Hello. Oh. Hey Dubs. Hello, Chris Cross. How's your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was surprisingly good. Um with the social distance stuff. It was actually yeah. pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. It was a reasonable amount of food, which is a first for my fucking family. <laughs> um it was well paced because we wanted to minimize everything so it was like show up get shit done with get the fuck home so it was <laughs> I nice like all these underhanded compliments <laughs> it wasn't too much fucking food it didn't take too goddamn long you're basically you just you hate your family's thanksgivings but this one was less of it so it was better <laughs> it was just it was well done well the only problem i have and I think I think I bitched about this on uh, the last episode. <laughs> Please bitch about your family Thanksgiving. Yes. Why? Why? Why do we always have to have dessert as soon as possible after? Oh dinner? yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. dumbest fucking tradition. It's always just well, somebody has to go home. Well, then they can fucking take some home. We yeah, don't need yeah. to. Did that happen again? Yes, of course it did. <laughs> like we don't all need to have you know gastrointestinal issues because one person has to leave or soon. We can just yeah. they can pack it up and take it home. Right? Yeah. The food was good? Oh, food was great. Food turkey. Was great. Turkey was uh turkey was good. Turkey was good. It was uh the the white parts were drier than I expected. Mm. It's okay. You know, like my mom never cooks the bird, so that's fine. And also I just did my pan dripping tip and it was fine. Yeah. So it was good. Um the stuffing. Ooh, the homemade stuffing. Tell me about the stuffing. Banging. It was uh, your mouth is watering. My mouth it, is watering. It was. It was. It was just like I said. But there's a twist. There were some apple chunks in it. Okay. Which gave it some lightness, along with the the saltiness from the sausage. Yeah. That was in it, and it was just. Oof. Okay, so you you your it family does bang. put sausage in it. Because I was gonna say my family had a twist in it too this time. Ooh. Little crumbles of breakfast sausage. Okay, ours was a breakfast sausage. Okay. Ours it was wasn't. Italian sausage. Oh, okay, got it, got it. But yeah, it was. <laughs> good it was a good oh you know what's gosh. great you know you know what's amazing when you have that kind of stuffing mm. eggs oh sure i bet oh yes oh yes <laughs> oh yes you get runny yolks on them motherfuckers oh my oh. gosh i want more of it now shit there's no more of it left because i ate all of it also the homemade cranberry sauce was amazing again i love it yeah because of the tartness it was not sweet almost at all mm. so there was almost no sugar added which i loved it was just like crushed hot cranberries yeah and it was just that was like maybe the nice. best cranberry sauce i've had in a while wow it was fucking bad i had bad. cranberry sauce was good my stuffing was great yeah uh, it was very it sounded very similar to yours no apples in it how was the consistency of the apples like on a scale they're of soft. raw apple to applesauce they're soft they're okay. not applesauce soft at all but like mush um they're like apple pie sauce was there a little bit of a like that apple crunch barely okay that's, to the point that where, sounds pretty good. To the point where I couldn't tell texture-wise if, if there were apples in it. Okay. Only by taste. I was thinking, something's really light. What is that? Oh, that's an apple. Was, oh, that's an apple. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Um, stuffing was great. Veggies were fine. My mom did something kind of weird. She threw it on a bunch of veggies, roasted them all together with pecans. I think Candied pecans? pecans? No. Uh, is it no. pecan or is it pecan? Uh, well, I just said pecan. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess pecan. <laughs> Pecan pie. Pecan? Butter. No, I think I'm all pecan. You're butter pecan. Butter pecan. Butter, butter pecan. pecan. I wonder uh, if it's a New England I'm thing. I'm going to put some pecans in it. Pecan? Pecan. That's, that sounds very... Can. That sounds very... I don't say pecan and I don't say pecan. I say pecan. Pecan. <laughs> I kind of combine them. Pecan. I take the soft p 
and the can. I always go pecan. 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 <laughs> anyway. Pee in the can. Uh, gross. Okay. Um, anyway, wait, wait, wait. were they sugared or were they? I don't think so. Okay. No, they're just kind of dry, but it was like a kind of a sweet nut. Well, I mean, it wasn't really sweet, but it was like that a nuttiness flavor nuttiness. added to the vegetables. I was like really surprised that I loved it. Like Brussels sprout, Brussels sprout, carrot, asparagus, green beans. Oh, a pecan. Oh, I'm going to see if I could include a pecan on each scoop of veggies. Oh, so okay. I did like a, I, I stabbed a green bean and then I stabbed a, uh, a, a brout, a Brussels sprout. No, a brout. I like a brout. We had a, uh, we had brouts with uh, with uh, um, with with bacon. So keep going. Yeah. Uh, scooped up a, a carrot and then scooped up a pecan. Uh, you just said pecan. I, know. <laughs> I switched it on you. Um, and then uh, put that all in my mouth. Okay. Um, what I did have, I set a new personal record for best turkey I've ever had. My mom slayed it. What'd you do? I don't know. <laughs> she was like, I don't know what I did differently. I followed the same recipe. It was moist. Oh, it was moist. Let me tell you, it was moist. Probably didn't even need gravy. She brined it for 24 hours. Wet brine. Oh, Jesus. Which I'm usually team dry brine. Okay. Um, but wet brined it for 24 hours. Pretty much the same brine that she normally does. Um, some like citrus rinds and salt and sugar and water and a couple other things, I think. Some spices, bay leaves, whatever. I don't know. Um and just in a cooler filled with water, cold water for 24 hours. Um, and then just cooked it the same way and cut it, which she usually doesn't cut. Uh, the, the cutting privilege usually goes to quote unquote, the man in the family. So when we have a big Thanksgiving, it was my grandfather and then it was my eldest uncle. And then he died. So now it's my second eldest uncle. That's it's like tr- weird, <laughs> like archaic Mongolian tradition yeah, that we okay. have. That, yeah. The eldest man. Um, <laughs> Bring him the sword. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a uh, it's like a one turkey knife that we we bring. It's like the saw, the motorized one that you plug in. Is it totally quiet when he unsheaths it and he pulls it out? Singing. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, everybody like bows their head and, and waits. Yeah, except it's a stupid turkey saw. So instead of shing, it's just like clunk. Because uh, slices through it. And, and then, then if he messes applauds. up, he commits seppuku with the two with the turkey sword, and it goes to my next uncle. That's how my grandfather, my uncle, died. <laughs> um, no, but my mom did it this time, and she cut it fine. Um, and I had a leg, which is great turkey leg. Oh, so good. And then I had <laughs> I, I made a special request. I'm like, can you please try to extract the wing? as carefully as possible so i can have basically a giant chicken wing oh that's easy you just you yeah just, you snap snap yeah you yeah. just snap it back but yeah. a little bit of cutting on like yeah. the an armpit or whatever so i had a giant turkey wing which was a really cool experience uh, and i put some hot sauce on it so it felt like i was some eating trough. just a big wing yeah put i put some truff on yeah. it yeah. Um, truff please sponsor us yes uh this episode is sponsored by truff um <laughs> truff.com um and just the the white meat like the breast was incredible mm. oh my gosh it's so moist and so juicy salty so two things one i've always wanted to because i did this yeah uh i did this with our with with our with my old roommate hong who actually did the art for enough about you the yeah. podcast um hong draws things on instagram um we pickle brined chicken wings and then deep fry them in coconut oil. Oh, <laughs> and wow, was that a was was that a banger? Yeah, holy shit, was that a banger? Wow. Yeah, 
I would love to pickle brine a turkey and then deep fry that shit. Oh, come on. And see how a that comes turkey? out. turkey? Yes. An entire turkey? An entire turkey. Yeah. Yes. You, you. That's so simple. Yeah. Like, the hardest part is getting it in the jar. Go to Costco. Yeah. You get a giant pickle glass container because they have them. You just that take out the pickles. That's a turkey? It's huge. <laughs> It's like a okay. gallon. Sure. It's giant. I, I don't think a turkey will fit in there. I don't think it will either. But um, <laughs> that's number one. Number two, I was going to say, I, so my only experience with carving, and I wanted to ask you what your family does for yeah. the carving. So I learned how to debone a chicken way back in the day. Yeah. Um, back when I, back when I was working in the kitchen and all the chefs were making, were like kind of ribbing me. Yeah. Saying how I wasn't, I didn't have to be timed on deboning a chicken like they had to. Yeah. In uh, culinary school, so I learned how to debone a chicken, mm-hmm. uh, obviously because of all that shit. So I learned how to debone a chicken. That here's what happens when I have to cut chicken yeah. or cut turkey. It ends up being a giant chicken that I debone. Yeah. So I take it apart the same way I do, like the breast and full right, right yep. against the bone. Yep. I take off the leg. I cut the legs off. I do the wings. I do. I do it the whole thing. I take out the pearls. Yeah. I go underneath. It's basically a carcass. Look like it's been picked apart by like sea dwelling, sea floor dwelling <laughs> creatures. Piranhas. When I'm, when I'm done. Yeah. When I'm done with it. Yeah. But when I don't, so I don't have the beautiful, like slices because i don't cut it like i cut it like a fucking chicken so when i put it on a platter yeah I, my mom always gets mad because it's two gigantic breasts <laughs> two gigantic legs two gigantic wings and then it's like all of like this because i just fucking scrape off everything Ugh. like off well no. yes with the pearl and no, all it's, the, like, it's an art in my family which no, is why so it's like, entrusted to one person so for like, as long as possible so like all no like when this thing is done there is like little to no meat left on this carcass there's there's because, some meat left on ours because, because i don't know the last time you took a chicken apart by never. hand never okay no. well when you do it you you're shocked at the amount of meat you get off of it yeah and the amount of like rich meat from the bottom especially mm. like underneath both oysters and you just pull them out it's insane. So when I have it, it's these two giant breasts, the two giant drumsticks, the two giant wings, and then at the very end is like a pile of all like the like the little itty dripping pieces that have been like so it's like this giant thing. And then I always have to carve the breasts mm-hmm. and it's never clean <laughs> because the breast is no longer stabilized by the bone. Mm-hmm. So it's always just like kind Weird, of shitty cut, yeah. slices. Don't get me wrong. You get a when you come eat at the, at this holiday at the holiday meals, you get a fuck ton of meat. You're getting your money's. You worth. get all of the meat. <laughs> like there is no holding back on the meat. There's no like, oh, I think there's still a piece on the cart. There's yeah. nothing. There's barely anything left for stock. Yeah. So you get your meat, but I'm not gonna lie, it is more you more utilitarian than it is for show. Yeah. <laughs> for the way I do it. You no. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to ask if your family does the same thing. They're just like, get all the meat off this thing. Or is it? And here's why it's, you kind of already brought us to the point. It's because every year after Thanksgiving, my mom makes a turkey soup, a turkey soup, which I'm still waiting on because she makes a shit ton. Yeah. Um, so she's totally fine having like a bunch left over. Half the the bird. Half the bird. Okay. Cause some, not half of it, but like some of it like gets off like floats off when she's making the the stock um and then she like incorporates that into the soup itself so the tur- okay. turkey so, week after thanksgiving turkey soup is so so I, I, it is but i was asking because i wanted to know if your family is one of the picture perfect families that presents the bird on the table with it, literally the on a silver platter yeah okay not mine, silver but like a pewter platter mine is a pewter platter 
of of, <laughs> of roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> We scraped this turkey like, out of the front grill of our car. That's what it looks like. Jesus. It's just, it's literally a mountain of meat. It's just yeah. a mountain of flesh. Yeah. It's just like a pound of flesh, that term, that's what it looks like. Yeah. It just looks like flesh. Oh, just, it's just the bone just sticking out on one end. You have the wings. You have the press. You have a mountain of soft tissue that like, I've scraped off. Just, nice little pile for whoever wants the cartilage and then you go look in the kitchen and the carcass it's called you have to call it a carcass there's no other word that's what my mom called it it's a carcass because it looks like it was eaten by like like sea floor dwelling creatures or vultures that picked at it there's nothing left yeah no it's just not in our place my ours looks like it's like a turkey in the shape of a carcass like it has like the parts missing that you right, cut right. off okay. and- let, let, let me put it this way the carcass there's so little left of the carcass that what i do to make it easier for, for it to be stored is i can take the bottom half and twist it off and then stuff it in the rib cage wow. of the other half because wow. that's how little meat's left on the entire fucking when thing. you said to make it easier to store i thought you're gonna say to make it easier to look at <laughs> <laughs> It looks so bad. It looks so bad. <laughs> so dinner was good. <laughs> so dinner was good. Dessert was great too. Very, very low level. Um, low level. Very low amount of desserts, which okay. I liked. It was a cookie. You just want the flavor. They had cookies. They, oh. There was a little bit of ice cream if you felt like it. Yes. And there were there was a homemade pumpkin pie. Perfect. Take what you want. That's One it. pie. One fucking. I love it. I love it. I wish. I hope every holiday is like this. Chocolate pie. cream pie at our house. Chocolate cream pie. Chocolate cream pie. Uh, we had a homemade pumpkin pie. I had a scoop of mint chocolate chip ice cream, and I had half a uh, Levain's cookie. Excellent. Levain's chocolate chip walnut cookie. Sounds good. And great. I had that with a couple black Starbucks holiday cups. Yes. Uh, holiday uh, blend. Brew. Oh, fucking great. Really good. Fucking great. Came home, had a shitty stomach, and... Uh, you still did? Yeah, yeah. It's you know why? It's because I rushed the dessert. Because yep. my mom was like, "We gotta have dessert." <laughs> Gastrointestinal problems because yeah, like, someone needs to leave. Exactly. So fucking. Well, your sister's leaving. We gotta have dessert. Okay, fine. Yeah, so we'll put it in a t- ziploc and yeah. send it. <laughs> um. So I came home, had a booch, had a had a uh, yeah. had a ginger booch, and I felt better. Excellent. So that was good. Scale um, of one to ten. I would say an eight point. Eight, 8.8. 8.8. 8.8. Almost a nine. Scale. It's almost a nine just yeah. because of the pacing, the speed, the the amount, the quality. You know what it is? That's it. The pacing and the quantity was just perfect. There was no fucking antipast. There was no... <laughs> <laughs> there was no... Was four hours of eating to yes, wait to yeah, eat. There was no crazy like time frame of eating beforehand. Yeah. There was no super hot and heavy leftover... Um, cause she, she, my mom had all the doors and windows open for the breeze. Cause that's what the CDC said to do if people yeah. come over. Oh, sure. So it was not hot. So I didn't feel like super hot and bloated and like, Oh man, I feel like I'm you're <laughs> gorging yourself filled with food in a sauna. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't feel that overwhelming. Just go to sleep. Uh, yeah. aftermath. Oh, we, we purposely cranked up the heat after why we no we ate all the food cleaned up. I, I got to give myself a pat on the back. I cleaned like the kitchen while they were sitting around finishing their pie, having some coffee, talking. Also, first uh, Thanksgiving, first holiday, really, with the girlfriend, uh, the new oh, girlfriend. Yeah. With How the did family. that go? It's incredible. 
She wasn't like, oh, I don't want to talk to these people. No. She I mean, like, not to blast your girlfriend's experience on the podcast <laughs> out there. She hated your family, right? She couldn't stand them. They were fucking annoying. Blast your girlfriend experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, no, put, it was it was great. Okay. And then uh, we were like, okay, it, Thanksgiving is over. Chris just cleaned Christmas movies. <laughs> it's time. Oh, Christmas movies Jesus on Christ. Thanksgiving. And we cranked up the heat. We all got our blankets. Christmas movie passed out. When I woke up at like 9.30, I'm like, oh, we gotta get going. And we left. <laughs> you left? Yeah. See, this is how I know. This is how I know that you're going to hit massive PRs. What? And it's because of your fucking resolve. <laughs> your strength of character. <laughs> the ability to get off the couch filled with turkey and cozy and leave. Yes. Drive 50 minutes in the cold. To leave. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to walk outside after that shit. That yeah. is... Yeah, man. You that shit makes it. children cry. Yeah. You know oh, that, right? Yeah. Like, that's the shit that makes kids cry. It's like, we're going home, kids. No! That's that, that's that <laughs> shit. Almost made my girlfriend cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can you go start the car for a few minutes and warm it up? And I was like, fine, baby. I thought, I thought you were going to stay at the state. Oh, COVID. Never no, mind. No. Uh, Saturday. So we also, we also had like a weird thing. We had like Thanksgiving on Thursday. And then we had like more thanksgiving on saturday because we were going over anyway because my mom's sister and girlfriend were doing like a paint night thing together and they went out and my dad and i hung out home together and watched a movie and then stayed over that night and hung out sunday morning afternoon and then and then went home so that day is when we got real cozy we watched santa claus 2 <laughs> and <laughs> fell asleep and then just went upstairs and went to bed didn't watch greyhound with him huh didn't ah, didn't watch greyhound he already watched it we watched what he said um, it was great <laughs> that i have to watch it yes there thank you, thank you. <laughs> we thank you. watched uh prisoners with hugh jackman and jake gyllenhaal from 2017 directed by i'm gonna butcher this denis villeneuve <laughs> uh dennis villeneuve <laughs> for the for the for the gringos <laughs> um <laughs> okay i think i want to say he's italian or french D- well you e- said his name like it was french so we'll call him french d-e-n-i-s denis it could be Villeneuve. Villeneuve. It's French. Yeah. Uh, he directed Blade Runner 2049. He's directing right. Dune. Uh, he directed Prisoners. He directed a few other things. He directed Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Um, no, no, he didn't. That was somebody else. All right. Um, but um, it was really good. Did, I don't, did you hear about that movie? No. It was... Uh, Hugh Jackman and Terrence Howard play like uh, two dads with like really close families. They have like teenage kids and then they have two young daughters. They have Thanksgiving night together, which we did not know that we were watching a Thanksgiving movie on Thanksgiving, but they have dinner together. They're two girls. They live down the street from each other. Two girls walk back home to pick up something from girl A's house that they forgot and bring it back because they wanted to play with it and they never come back. So they either ran away, they got lost, they got kidnapped, something like that. Oh, what a nice family movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just me and my dad. We watch we watch weird movies that make you feel weird. Um, the police have a couple suspects, and they're doing their best, but, you know, they're getting through the bureaucracy of the, the police system or whatever. It's, it's tough work. The detective's on the case, Jake Gyllenhaal. And then uh, Hugh Jackman doesn't feel like the police is doing enough, so he takes matters into his own hands. As Yeah, as, yeah. that's what always happens. Yeah, how far will you go to save your daughter? <sighs> it was dark. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't like watching those movies. Why? 
I don't need more dark. Life is dark enough yeah, in 2020. It was, I don't it need was dark. I don't need more we shit to bum on me out. Thanksgiving. I don't need to be bummed out. Yeah. yeah. No. I. Uh, what did I do when I came back? When I came back, I. Uh, oh, I played video games. Cool. I can. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a movie I did watch, which I haven't seen in so long, mm. but you know, thank you, HBO. Max. Yes. Um, you're welcome. Fucking phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Tell me about it. Training Day. Oh yeah, oh, my, my man. Like, when's the last time you saw that movie? Uh, more than ten years ago. I forgot just how powerful Denzel is. In that movie. <laughs> just he blows me I, the fuck away. He's Every... probably peak Denzel in that movie. Oh, he one hundred percent is. Yeah, he is. Every time he talks, it's it's this weird. F- so many emotions get filled because yeah. I'm just like. I'm scared, but I'm intrigued and like and I'm I, aroused. I'm, I'm moved by you. I, I want to trust you. I, it does like the Thanos effect. Yeah. Of just, I know you're wrong, but you're also kind of right. Yeah. And like, I know, like, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying shouldn't be the right thing, but it sounds like the right thing. Yeah. And he's, he's really in, selling it. And every scene and everything he says is like that yeah. until the very, very, very end. The final, like, two scenes that he's in the movie. Yeah. Up until then. It's fucking phenomenal. I yeah. can't get over it. Oh, I that's so good. Oh, I um, my girlfriend had never saw it. And you watched it together? No, she doesn't want to watch it. Uh, <laughs> so she said, "Still never seen it." No, but uh, she came downstairs right after I finished the uh, "suck my dick" scene. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "You got to watch the scene." She goes, "I don't, I don't." And I was like, "You watch crazy hardcore shit all the time. This is not that bad." <laughs> yeah, but this scene is is such an iconic scene for Denzel. Yeah, she was like, "Okay." And we were watching it and she was like, holy shit. <laughs> He's scary and that was good. <laughs> She's, yeah. No, 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 no. You said suck my dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, that is just. He's so good. He's there's, so good. There's like no one like him. I don't think anybody else could play that role. Yeah. Like I was racking my head of just who could play this role. Mm-hmm. Like when I was watching it just this week, I was thinking, who else could do? Who else could have done this performance? I can't think of a single person who could have done it like this. Yeah. Samuel Jackson probably would have been on the table. Yeah. I don't think he has the depth. Yeah. The way Denzel does. Exactly. He's just like he's great, but he's he's very just Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Denzel is Denzel, right? Yes. But <laughs> but the just the way like the way Denzel would smile, the the way he would laugh, the way he would be mean one he's, moment and then be compassionate the next. He's day. very charming. That's what he is. Even when he's mad yeah. in that movie. That's the crazy thing. It's, sort of, it's just... And then on top... He's on top, like in between Samuel L. Jackson and Will Smith. With a with a, a peppering of James Earl Jones. <laughs> yes. That like intensity, the gravity that James Earl Jones brings. I was going to say, like, there's a gravity to Denzel. Where yeah. his performance, it just sucks you in. Yeah. Just... And especially the way it's shot. It's shot so well to emphasize that, mm. you know, just, just every time they're in the car and he just looks over and he just kind of smiles at him <laughs> every time. It's just, Oh, why, why, why is he smiling? <laughs> like, why is he smiling? I don't like that, but is he's it, very charming. And that, I do is like that a it. good thing. Is that a good thing? <laughs> yeah. Or when, uh, when Ethan's character is all like, like, gets all confused and just conflicted at the roads and Denzel is like, you can tell Denzel's pushing him. Yeah. He's pushing him. Like just, that's just how it is, baby. That's how these streets work. You know? Yeah. yeah, we want to do it by the by, by the by the rule book, but there is no rule book on the streets, man. <laughs> this is how we got to do so it. Good. Like just the way he like everything is just fuck. Now I just 
I, I, that was my entire reaction. I was just like, fuck, I can't get over ah, how good so Denzel is. Good. It's Denzel is so good in that movie. Yeah. It's just, it's just also, I forgot Snoop Dogg was in it. Yeah. I totally and, forgot that. And the story is just so good. That's the thing I think that helps a lot. And I think it's kind of what happened with Thanos, right? Where, and I'm sure we could pull other villains that, that we, we felt, we felt bad for. Right. But, or, or at least empathize with, there's a certain level of there, a certain level of truth to what Denzel says mm-hmm. with everything, with everything he does that's crooked or everything that goes down that's shady. Whenever it gets questioned about like we can't do that, we have to do this and this, and he goes, no, and then he explained, then Denzel explains it, and then you're just like, fuck, he's kind of right, like <laughs> yeah, fuck, he's kind of right, Shit. yeah, exactly, Shit. yeah, oh my gosh, dude, this just just the tension in the scene when they they like. Well, spoiler alert for Training Day if you haven't seen it, but he he gets he gets the pipe. Oh, don't like, spoil too much. Okay, right. right. <laughs> well, long story short, when he has Ethan like like come on hit that thing. Yeah, he's just like, nah, I can't, man. What are you crazy? He's like, and he pulls out a. And he's just like fucking. <laughs> if I was a dealer, you'd be dead right now because that's how it works. Yeah, because that's what they know. Yeah, she's like fuck, <laughs> and, and it's just oh my gosh, I just. Can't. You have to watch it again. Just please watch it again. Uh, you're saying all these things that I, I do want to. It's like it's it's that's this epi- that this the show for me is just <laughs> listen to Dubs <laughs> make Chris remember movies that he wants to watch again but won't ever get around to watching. It's just again. it's. I don't think out of all the times where I've said, "Oh man, I gotta watch that again," I haven't rewatched a single movie we've talked about on the podcast yet. Fucking a, dude. I mean, because Clone Wars has taken up all my time. Clone Wars is. I mean, I'll be honest. I almost didn't want to watch Training Day because I just thought I don't want to go through the roller coaster of it. Mm. But then I was like, I gotta see the suck my dick scene. <laughs> I gotta see that scene. That scene is so fucking good. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's the epitome of that character. On one hand, he is a, he's cruel, he's brash, aggressive, he's he you know, he's uh he's triggering. He's a triggering character. But on the other hand, he's doing the right thing. He's delivering justice. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing his job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, and on top of that, it's just, it's, it's kind of terrifying. Like, yeah. when you first see that scene, you, and that's really the first time you see him, I think, really be kind of abusive, physically yeah. abusive. And mm-hmm. it, he does it in such a, like, easygoing way mm-hmm. where it's so natural to the character and it's not this weird, abrupt thing of violence. He's just so used to it. Yeah. And you realize, like, oh, the violence is normal for him. Mm-hmm. And he's just not letting it on, you know. It's it's so yeah. It's yeah. Fuck, it's so good. It's so fucking. And then I just I was just like fuck it. I'm watching the whole movie. The whole movie's so fucking good. <laughs> that's that's what gets me about Inglorious Bastards. I've talked about it a bunch of times on the show, so I right. won't completely rehash it. But the opening scene of that movie is a masterpiece, and I always start with that. I think three times now I've went to watch just that scene, and I've ended up watching the whole like two and a half hour movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh man. Speaking of. Speaking of people like Denzel mm. or just great performances, I saw something on Twitter that made yes. me really think. Yes. Now, on one hand, I don't want to get too much into the weeds about it because that's not the type of podcast we're in. But somebody said on Twitter, Jack Black could do everything Chris Pratt did, if not better. Like, changed my mind. And they were basically shitting on Chris Pratt for chris pratt reasons. being a republican no uh, i don't i don't even think he i don't even think he really is i think it's i i think i mean that was brought up of just why does he vote for trump and the, he, the, somebody said he's never spoken about that 
he's actually only just come out and being a f- really hardcore supporter of a sp- specific church that uh, doesn't tolerate uh, gays. Mm. And people were like, that's enough for me. Fuck Chris Pratt. So not to get in the weeds on him and his personal life. Yeah. But it made me think of Jack Black and Chris Pratt roles. And I kept thinking, <laughs> I can actually see that happen. I can actually see a Jack Black performance for a lot of his roles. And then I was going through the thread and a lot of people were saying, like, like they were pulling up examples of Jack's performances and being like, Jack Black can act. Jack oh, yeah. Black are 100%. <clears throat> And then, and then it was being argued, Jack Black is a more nuanced and deeper actor than Chris Pratt is. Chris Pratt has pretty much Chris Pratt in different roles, being Chris Pratt. And that's when I started thinking, uh, I think Jack Black could fucking do anything that Chris Pratt did. I, Jack Black is an underrated actor. He's one of my favorite people. Yeah. Uh, and he just keeps getting better. Uh, he has a TikTok now. That's, my girlfriend just sends me updates because she wanted to send me this one. And she kept watching it so many times over and over again. Uh, that TikTok now recommends her Jack Black videos. And now she just straight up follows him. So she gets all of his updates because they're all so good. But he did the uh, the WAP dance. <laughs> the one where you're like on the ground. Oh, yeah. On the yeah. With the hose. With his yeah. son. Yeah. Just <laughs> with the hose. And his huge pot belly gut. I was in tears watching. <laughs> That and I just let it loop like for a minute and a half. Oh, he's so good in a Spider-Man video that just came out. Spider-Man he has video? a skin tight like double XL Spider-Man suit. He's he's gotten so fat. He's getting fatter and fatter, and he was just jumping around doing like Jack Black, Chris Farley esque levels of movement, but doing like Spider-Man poses, and he's like obese. <laughs> And it was all for his, like, Jablinski Games video where he played Spider-Man Miles Morales on the new PS5. But it was, like, just two minutes of him doing Spider-Man stunts, like, jumping on a trampoline and crawling on the ground, but tipping the camera so it looks like he's crawling up the wall. And then just, like, jumping in the air and, like, doing the Spider-Man pose and then just landing. He did Nacho Libre. Yeah, he did Nacho Libre. He did... Honestly, one of my favorite movies of all time, School of Rock, which I just rewatched like Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is so good. Absolute favorite Jack Black appearance. It's really, really good. And that was like a completely different side of him. Like, let's watch him be this. School of Rock? uh, Well, no, School of Rock, he was pretty Jack Black, but he was a little bit more nuanced. He had more emotion in it. Um, But Tropic Thunder was like, let's just watch him be a coked out. (laughs) Like, 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 let's watch Jack Black just go go full Jack Black. <laughs> full Jack Black. And he did also it Also going through heroin withdrawals. And he did it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Like, his character, like, that's a weird role where I don't think anybody else could have been as funny as he was. Yeah, I don't think so. Doing the exact same thing. I don't think so. Yeah. You know? Um, but School of Rock was so good. Was I forgot good how good. That's like the first time I really watched that movie as an adult. Like, that's another one I probably hadn't seen in like 10 it's years. A very, it's a very uplifting movie. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's just got such a classic, like, hero's tale story of, like, he's down on his luck. He can't get his act together. He gets kicked out of the band. He has this chance. He goes and does it. And he doesn't really like it. And then, like, the call to adventure, like, he sees the kids playing the music and realizes, oh, <laughs> I can take advantage of these kids. And then as he's taking advantage of them and then just trying to make them win Battle of the Bands just by any means necessary, he realizes that they're all really special, talented kids. And he actually becomes a great teacher and, like, yes. uplifts each and every kid in that goddamn yes. movie. And he supports them, encourages them every single one it's yes. not just like the guitar player and the singer but every single one has their time to yes. shine yes. um 
and it's it's so good and then just the completely nonsensical happy ending where like yes. all the parents who are looking to kill him <laughs> all of a sudden show up at the concert and they love it yeah because uh, they could see all their kids true talent or whatever but it's so so good it's a happy movie so good. it's really good no i i think i think somebody said it too if you think jack black was given the contract to be star lord and be jacked I cannot imagine. I don't think I want to imagine a jacked Jack Black. Jacked Blacked. <laughs> I want to see it so... I want to see Jack Black as Star-Lord so bad. I, I mean, I th- I think he could do it. Uh, like, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I don't know. I like, think he could do it. But then what's Chris Pratt going to do? Chris Pratt oh, is no, basically no, no, no. I'm not, jacked Jack Black. I know, I know. I'm not saying... I'm, I'm not saying get rid of Chris Pratt for Jack Black. I'm saying imagine a timeline where Chris Pratt never got that role. Yeah. And they said, "Hey Jack, do you think you can get in shape if we if we give you a, a like a three movie contract?" <laughs> he was he and he goes, "I yeah, I can, but <laughs> what is the storyline they give to him?" Yeah, yeah. I think this would be really fun. And just I mean, don't get me wrong, Chris Pratt is a fucking great the, a great choice for a Star-Lord. Yeah. You know. I think he fits that the ideal yeah and, and i think he was pretty perfect for it yeah right and delivers the right attitude for those movies that was that was aimed for but just imagine jack black in those roles yeah i can see it the the main role i can see chris pratt uh chris pratt, i can't see jack black doing that chris did is uh jurassic park mm. yeah see like i they're similar and i could see him doing most of chris pratt but like he's just too goofy and like nowadays he's he, if he, he's getting goofier he'd have to tone down the goofiness yeah which he has done not often but he has done yeah and it does pull off it's just so hard because he's he's done it to himself now where yeah. we expect and see him as the goofy guy yeah so it's hard to see him outside of that perception mm-hmm. uh perception out of that perspective yeah you know so i want to so yeah so long story short could you see and would you want to see Jack Black instead of Chris Pratt for his the primary roles that he's been doing? I mean, would we go back in time and redo yes. them? Yes. I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I like Chris Pratt. Yeah, I, like I want to keep him around. He's, I think he's been good in all the roles he's been in. Um, and Jack Black is good in all the roles he's been in. Jack Black, I think, is he keeps going further down the goofy spectrum. Um, where like he was in, uh, Orange County, Shallow Hal, School of Rock, those types of things. And then like Nacho Libre was super goofy. What was that? What was that? What was Jumanji? That no, what was that movie he was in? The, he was really good in Jumanji. He was great. He was fantastic in Jumanji. Yeah. Cause wasn't he playing like a, a girl, like, like a the high school teen, girl yeah, high school the first prep. time? And he was fantastic. Yeah. He did such a good job yeah. in, in Jumanji. No, the movie where he was, um... It's not forgetting Sarah Marshall. What is that? Oh, what's it? Whoa. Describe words. Use your words. Basically, they're trying to save uh, their best friend from a marriage. Saving Silverman. Oh, no. yes. Yes. No. Yeah. I think it's Saving Silverman. Was he in Saving Silverman? Yes. He was one of the main guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And he tra- they trapped her in the base. Yes. The yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's like hacking her way out. And he's just like, no. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. That was early Jack Black. And that was really good. That was really good. Yeah. But he keeps, I think he's getting goofier and goofier. I, I want to say for his kids. So maybe as his kids grows up, I think his youngest son is like 12. 
move, I want to say. You think so? Maybe as he gets older, he might want to do more, not adult things, but I don't know, but like tone down the goof. I don't think he needs to. That's why he's not going to. Yeah, maybe not. He's got plenty of money and he's plenty like of cornered roles. that market. Like yeah, the, that's what I mean. Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, Chris Farley, like that thing. Like he's really one of the only people in that area currently. Um, yeah, Mike Myers hasn't. Uh, Mike Myers is like off the map. He, Jim, Jim Carrey's really. He did Bohemian. Uh, uh, what? Not Bohemian. He did. Um, the, he was in the Queen movie. Really? Mike Myers. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I don't remember him in that. He was the uh, record label. Oh wow! Guy, did you know? That? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> Was he? Yes. As who? He played uh, General Hickox. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll show you the clip after we record. Yeah. But no. When uh, uh, Michael Fassbender gets his secret mission to go infiltrate the Germans or whatever in the, the bar, the bar. Yeah. The he gets the message from uh, who's the British Prime Minister with the cigars? Churchill. Yeah, Winston Churchill and uh, Lieutenant like Alfred Hitchcock or something like that, or Hickox. Uh, and it's <laughs> Mike Myers doing an incredibly thick, cheesy British accent. Uh, yeah. No, so so Mike Myers has been doing s- serious roles. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he's been around. But yeah. you're right. I think Jack Black... Jack, I, that's right. I may take that back. What? Jack Black was perfect in Jumanji. Yeah. I remember leaving and thinking, Kevin Hart was Kevin Hart. The Rock was surprisingly good. Yeah. And Jack Black stole the show. Yeah. yeah. I think Jack Black fucking stole it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I didn't see Jumanji 2. Jumanji 1. Which I heard it was also good. I heard it was also good. Jumanji 1 was way better than I thought because of Jack Black. Yes. That movie was also just way better than I thought it was going to be. Like, yeah. oh, God, another reboot of like an 80s, 90s movie. We don't need this. Oh, good. they're going in a completely different direction. Sure, let's do it. And then I watch. I'm like, that was fucking fun. That was a fun <laughs> movie. That was a good movie. The Rock did a really... You know what I liked about The Rock that time? He mm. didn't have to be anything that The Rock used to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Rock was always the big guy, the strong guy. And then he had. here's a role where you have to pretend you've never been strong. Yeah. And you don't th- even think about it. It's not even part of your reality. And he, he was able to convey that very, yeah. very well. I thought Kevin Hart was funny, but Kevin Hart is kind of Kevin Hart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, he's, he's when he has to be very... comedic, like he's a fucking comedian. That's yeah. his job. It's going to be Kevin Hart. Uh, so that's how, that's what I thought of him. And, but Jack Black was just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I may say, I may say Jumanji's a better performance by Jack Black than um, Tropic Thunder. I might. Ooh, I just might. All right, all right. I'm still gonna give it to School of Rock because he played a very human, like Tropic right. Thunder. He played a cartoon of a heroin addict, and Jumanji. He played like a cartoon. <laughs> what if a fat guy was a teenage girl? And it was hilarious, and they were both great. And it was like weird <laughs> acting challenge. But School of Rock, like Dewey Finn from that movie, is like a real person to me. Like right. I completely like he like jack black kind of disappears in that and like he just is that character so that's what i consider his best role that's a good point yeah that's a good point like i don't watch school of rock thinking oh that's jack black in school of rock it's like that's dewey finn like he completely sells it yeah that's a really good point yeah i I would have to agree from a non-personal opinion yeah you're 100 right cool i think from an entertainment perspective tropic thunder and jumanji is pretty Uh, pretty Tropic Thunder is also like probably top five funniest movies ever. It's seen. still my the funniest movie I've ever seen. I've never laughed. <laughs> if, if you haven't watched Tropic Thunder, you are missing. Like, it's unbelievably funny. 
like, and also it doesn't slow down like no. every six seconds i'm laughing at that movie <laughs> from the very beginning it again it just something about it became funnier when i realized that this was just ben stiller ben stiller called up a bunch of friends yep and said we're gonna make fun of the movie and, industry and, and we're gonna Tom make fun Cruise. of yes we're gonna make fun of all the shit that we hate yeah and then McConaughey, Cruz, like you had yeah. all these people in it and they all made fun of the very thing they're known for doing. <laughs> and that's why it was funnier because they knew the fucking bullshit of what they were making fun <laughs> exactly. of. Like RDJ, like the here's a perfect example. The stupid trailers in the beginning that they yeah, do, oh, the yeah. joke trailers, is it a direct shot at that? Yeah. Like the Toby Maguire shit, yep. the RDJ movies, <laughs> they all do a direct shot at that being like, don't you hate that fucking bullshit? Like, yeah. let's make it like so it's good. just them like giving middle fingers to the shits the, the part of the industry they think is shit. But also just like all the jokes along the way. Like <laughs> the complete like things that come out of left field. Did and you also he- the did you see the Tom Cruise interview where he talked about like how the character of Les Grossman like came no. to be? No. He's like yeah, I want to play this guy, but like, I want you to like hide me in the makeup. <laughs> like, I want, I want big, meaty, hairy hands. <laughs> like, he apparently requested the hands. He's like, I want a prosthetic nose. I want to be bald. I want to like just be. Uh, I want you to hate this guy. He has his shirt unbuttoned and his sleeves rolled up. And then like he was on set and he was just feeling it and he was looking at himself in the mirror and he just started moving his hands <laughs> the way he does. And then he didn't tell anybody about it, but he tried it on set and he started like doing his speech as planned but he was moving his hands and then he looks over at McConaughey and McConaughey did not know what he was doing. So he's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, so apparently the shot in the movie where he just starts talking, but like dancing yeah. to no music. Yep. And then McConaughey's like, yes. Okay. I see where you're going. It's completely genuine. Like that's the first take. <laughs> And then he just went completely off the rails. Like with the, he put in like more swearing than was even in the script. <laughs> like the whole like, why don't you take a step back and literally fuck your own face? That was in there, but like the scorched earth motherfucker. <laughs> he, he added that. <laughs> so, like, and then the scene and the kids just like looking at the phone. Oh my god! Like what the fuck? <laughs> And then they should, like, uh, slams it down. We don't deal with terrorists. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so good. And everybody starts applauding. Yeah. Everybody starts applauding. <laughs> and my god, the whole time was like, did they send the TiVo? I'm yeah. going to get the TiVo going. Running for through the jungle with a TiVo. <laughs> yeah. Just making fun of those actors who are notoriously hard to work with and put their agents through hell. Oh my god, I love it. I fucking uh, love it. If, yeah, please go watch Tropic Thunder if you haven't. Did it's you on hear- Netflix, HBO Max. It's on one of those. I, it's so not on Netflix. Go find I've it. Looked, I've looked. Yeah. Um, have you, have you, you probably haven't. Did you hear RDJ's uh, talk about that role on no. the on Joe Rogan's podcast? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. So RDJ was on the JRE for the Doolittle uh, promotion. Yes. And um, I heard that was a really good family movie. Like that, what? That, I heard Doolittle was a good family movie. It has like a six on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's good for like kids. That's. I think that was the target audience. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Iron Man Critics fans. Critics hated. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, uh. Joe asked him about it, and Joe was going, "Um, how did how did that even happen?" Yep. And RDJ was basically saying. So I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. I, I wanted to, but 
but I kind of had the gut instinct of this is this this can really go south. <laughs> and then I showed it. I think it was his fiance at the time. And then my fiance found it and just said, "I think I, th- I might be butchering what I remembered, but she basically said, you should do this. Yeah, just go for it." He was like. <laughs> Okay, it's gonna be fun. So that's also he. I want to say he filmed it before Iron Man, so that was even like before his comeback, really. So he was still like not down on his luck, um, but he was just coming back. Yeah, he he had like he had not even really come back yet. He was like trying to come back, and he's playing basically an Apex RDJ in the movie. Yeah, just this like I don't know who I am, and he's throwing off the layers and like. <laughs> yeah. he's just, that scene also is incredible. It's oh gosh, it's it's. It's like I, I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that scene, <laughs> not for oh, that scene, yeah, but for I that remember. movie. I think he was like best supporting actor. Yeah, for that movie was just, because this is literally about, a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. This is about an American. Uh, this is for the American man playing an Australian man playing a black American man. <laughs> yeah. uh, while, like, yes, it was. Yeah, I remember uh, that. That was good. Did he win? Did he win for that? Or I no? don't think so but i really hope so (laughs) but oh man that's good i want to find out now i really Um, want to find out i want to talk about uh and let me know if you find it but uh oh you don't use spotify you dummy sorry that was aggressive uh spotify has (laughs) spotify has a thing they do every december uh called spotify wrapped uh, where it shows like your last year of Spotify usage, yep. which is really cool. It just shows you all the data it's been mining on you, um, and it's really fascinating. So it shows like your top played artists and your top played songs, and like what new genres you listen to, and how many new songs you listen to, and how many minutes of music you listen to, yep. and lots of really fascinating stats. But uh, <laughs> what? What? The amount of things that RDJ is nominated for in this movie. <laughs> Sorry. I found him. Nominated for a lot of awards. Oscar nominee, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Golden Globes, uh, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Um, the BAFTA Awards, yeah. best supporting actor. Screen Actor Guild Awards, Jeez. outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role. Fucking <laughs> Alliance great. of Women Film Journalists. Wow. EDA Awards. All the big ones. Robert Downey Jr. Did he win any of them? Uh, no, I think. Oh, Danny McBride won something in that. Breakthrough Artist Award. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, that was one of his earlier things. The Award Circuit Community Awards. Best Actor nominee. Yeah, he was just... He was a Boston Society of Film. Huh. Um, oh, he won that one. Nice. Um, yeah, and it's just... There's so many nominees for him. It was so good. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, good Um, But the Spotify wrapped thing has me thinking uh, like a, a lot of the music that was on my like most listened to of this year is music that I'd never listened to even in 2019. Uh, I, was, I got like super into a very specific phase. I was listening to a lot of Wolfpack this year, which I showed you in the car. Oh, Wolfpack is good. Wolfpack is so good. I listened to them before, but like just, that's all I was listening to this year. And um, sure, sure. The band Sure Sure loved okay. them this year. Okay. Uh, and it made me think of like musical phases that I've gone through in the past. Okay. It's so, like I've had some big phases that have lasted like multiple years. Um, can you think, do you go through phases like that where you listen to like a particular band for a super long time? Like they dominate like three months of your life or even like a new genre that you're all of a sudden in love with? No. Um, <laughs> 
Well, no, because I know what I like. I, I I listen to everything. Yeah, except for ska. Fuck ska. I listen to everything. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, like, like I, I listen like. <laughs> That's, just, a, that's a specific one. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I like everything besides country. I like everything besides rap. I know you like both of those, but <laughs> ska is your... Nah, fuck ska. Yeah, I like everything except for ska. So, I mean... Reggae? Say what? You like reggae? I do. You like punk? I like punk. Ska's like right in between those. It's happier. Yeah. Reggae is but laid you like back. like posicore. Posicore is more hardcore. <laughs> But you happy. did not just associate ska and posicore. Oh, you're you talking think about like the is happy music. You think posicore? The posi stands for positive. It's positive hardcore. It's like you're the best. You can do it. Keep on going. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, but it's it's just that with a trumpet behind that, it. Is ska. No, that's ska. But like shy halud is. You can like, do it. Yeah, that's keep on going. Yeah, it's too. It sounds. You know what it sounds like to me? Yeah, circus music. <laughs> wow. I'm okay. sorry. I, like, you don't like circus music? No. <laughs> so two genres that you don't like. Two genres I don't like. <laughs> Hang on. I definitely have. Uh, app, so I'm an Apple Music uh, fiend. I definitely have. So I've replay top songs. By oh, year. okay. Cool. So we can go back to like. So let's go back five years ago, 2015. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So I could play you. It's counterparts. Yep. Junkie XL. Okay. Uh, wow. The Wonder Years, <laughs> City in Color, oh nice, August Burns Red, Meek Mill, Drake. Uh, da, da, da. So, oh, by the way, caveat: a problem with these recaps for me is a lot of this music is repeat is on repeat because it's my gym music. Yeah, so that's I mean that's what you listen to. That's a big caveat. Um, what's another one? Frank Turner, Four Year Strong, White Stripes, Alabama Shakes. Oh yeah, Touch Sensitive, Marvin Gaye, R. Kelly. Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Ooh, nice. Of Monsters and Men. S.G. Lewis. Penguin Prison. Are these your top artists? Or are you just going through like a playlist? This is the top artist okay. of, of what I listened to in 2015. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> We're getting pretty far down that list from five years ago. Luther Vandross, Jacob Banks, yeah, Kygo, Barrison, uh, Bee Gees, Doobie Brothers, Michael Jackson, Prince George, uh, Patrick Doyle, Thrice, Rival Sons, Kendrick, Mac DeMarco, John Legend. Hey, Mac DeMarco made it on there. So I'm all over the place. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that was all over the place. I'm all over the place. So when I say I like, I like, I like everything. I pretty much like everything. And then, give me your top five of each year. A top five. That's right. Uh, they're not placed in order. Oh, they're just things that you listen to. Oh, okay. Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band, Notorious B.I.G., Unearth, Fat Joe, uh, Thelonious Monk. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Four Year Strong, Chris Stapleton, Tammy Terrell, Ray Lamontagne. Uh, Hold on, what? <laughs> Ray Lamontagne. Ray Lamontagne? Yeah. Ray Lamontagne. Ray Lamontagne. <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> wow, that was racist, Chris. No, it wasn't. Coheed and Cambria. Gallant. Big Sean. Wolfgang Gardner. 2017. That's 2016. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, 2017. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I only have five artists from 2020, so you're talking way more than I'm going to be. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, Skrillex, Mike Will, Corella. Oh, yeah. Hit that. Dylan Francis. It's that dubstep trend <laughs> five years late. <laughs> uh, 
Dylan Francis, John Mayer, Action Bronson. You literally found Grizz. Dubstep five years late. Uh, Macklemore, uh, Jeremiah, Wheaton. Dead Mouse. Uh, the Hymn. <laughs> Um, Takami, uh, Dance Gavin Dance, um, Knife Party, <laughs> Avicii, uh, Yogi, uh, Porter Robinson. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess what you could say is I constantly listen to this uh, very similar stuff, which yeah. is there's metal, there's hardcore, there's pop punk, and then there's like the miscellaneous R&B country yeah. Fucking soul, oldies, random shit that Things I Things that, like, hit a mood. Like, I need blank right now. Yeah. I need to listen to, like, some Alabama shakes. Like, bluesy guitar, soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my top five... I have top five artists, top five songs of 2020. Top five artists, Tame Impala, no surprise. That's probably, like, three years running. Wolfpack, Sure Sure, The Strokes, Childish Gambino. Top songs, Lost in Yesterday by Tame Impala. Back Pocket by Wolfpack. The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Real Love Baby by Father John Misty. That one honestly just keeps sneaking up in my Spotify everywhere. Father e- John Misty always sneaks up, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, every pl- every up. playlist Spotify makes for me is like, oh, here's some Tame Apollo, some Heavy Rock, and Real Love Baby by Father John Misty. <laughs> uh, and This Is America, which I think is hilarious that that made it into my top five in 2020. This Is America? Yeah, because yeah. I played it for the exact reason that you think I played yeah. it a lot. Um yeah, found a lot of new music this year because I have a new girlfriend this year who shared a lot of music with me that I ended up liking a whole lot. Is she more like you or is she more like me or is she, she more... She is way more like me. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. Um, let me give you some of her her top songs. <laughs> number one, Real Love Baby by Father John Misty. <laughs> Uh, number two, Chateau Lobby number four and C for two versions by Father John Misty. Boy with a Coin by Iron and Wine. 26 by Camp. That song's Bob. Uh, and New Light by John Mayer. Um, kind of one of his poppier songs. So, yeah, you guys are definitely more aligned. Her top bands, Glass Animals, Taylor Swift, Camp, Phoebe Bridgers, Fleetwood Mac. That's a good list. It's pretty good. That's pretty a good, good list. I like Phoebe Bridgers. I like her. Uh, yeah, she's got a cool voice. She's got a good new album. I mean... All my shit's the same. It's like just rage and get hype. It's all the same. It's like Kygo, g Easy, Seven Lions, Jack Jones, uh, Hit the Lights, Post Malone, Logic, ASAP Ferg, Darius Rucker, Counterparts, uh, Cardi B, Future, Four Year Strong, it's, it's Tory Lanez. the classic hype rage versus groove bang. I'm going to play like five seconds of my number one song of 2020. Okay. grooving man yeah i am not like that at all um i mean we've done this enough times where my shit is just you know rage by comparison <laughs> it's a three and a half minute long scream at the top of your lungs uh, although i do oh i, I did listen to a lot of uh dua lipa oh yeah a really lot good. in 2020 i love her energy Yes, I love her style. It's yeah, like this weird like boppy eighty yep. ninety stuff, but it's somehow mod- it's, it's very modern. It's fantastic. Feeling. Yeah, really cool. Um, okay, yeah. So here's but- a, here's a perfect example of like the difference between you and me. You ready? Here we go. Uh, signal fire. Oh God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that is the perfect like. <laughs> 
if this is for somehow the first episode of this show you're listening to and you want to know i want to know everything i need to know about chris and then dubs in five seconds of music you have it now that is the difference between us as people it's those five seconds of music I will say this though, like I have some chill shit. Like I really liked uh, Darius Rucker this year. Beers and Sunshine was great. Yep. Always got to play Wagon Wheel, you know. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, speaking of uh, stuff happening this year, well, right? no, no, no. I want to talk about. Oh no. What? Well, you already answered me. Your answer was no. But uh, what, what was musical like phases that you've gone through? Oh, um. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I'll answer it. I, I can like, give you a couple examples. No, no, I, I know what you mean. So, uh, there's things where I've discovered stuff and then I've just become a fan of it. But that's happened a long time ago. So, I know the styles of things I like nowadays. It's like, I like soulful music. I like country music. I like acoustic music. I like um, heavy music. And I like fun music, right? Yeah. And fun music is going to be encompassed with, let's say, big room house, um, like uh, EDM stuff mm-hmm. and uh, pop punk uh, stuff like four years strong, yeah. hit the lights, that kind of shit, right? I kind of float in those all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely times where I'll be in the mood for something. So like, I have like a blues playlist and a country playlist that I play only when I'm working on my car. Yep. Because <laughs> yeah, told me this. it just feels good yeah. listening to it. I have a like top down playlist for when i'm in the convertible yes and it's just it's fun and it's light and it's goes great when this when it's sunny and shit like that yeah. so i have a i have a general amount of phases that i kind of cycle through mm-hmm. right the problem with me is that when i don't know which to cycle through i just so here's a perfect example you ready here's a perfect example i was just aimlessly listening to shit today because i didn't know what mood to be into play yeah so i didn't know oh should i go to my my EDM music. Oh, should I go to my blues music? Oh, should I play some country music today? Like, I don't know what I'm feeling. So here's what I've, here's what I looked up uh, and listened to uh, today. Yeah. I listened to um, national anthems. Okay. So like, is that okay. a band? No. So like, Oh, Canada. Stuff okay. like, that. <laughs> like multiple national anthems of different <laughs> countries and different versions of how it's sung. Um, Story of the year. Paramore. Oh, bury your dead. Fight night. <laughs> Don't judge me for these. The Back to the Future trilogy soundtrack. Oh my <laughs> lord. Mark E. Basie. Super Guitar Bros. Uh, Thelonious Monk again. And Adele. Wow. <laughs> you are a mixed fucking bag. I told you. I like everything but Scott. Guess what? I Guess what you didn't hear about anything that I just said? No fucking Scott. <laughs> no Mighty Mighty Boston. No Mighty Mighty Boston. Um, nothing about him. Um, but everything else, I was all over the place. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking that Spotify Wrapped has me, th- I, like, it, it, for some reason, I just thought, like, what would my 2010 have been if I had Spotify back then? But I didn't. I was super cheap. So I had Pandora with ads. Um, but I remembered a genre that i haven't listened to in 10 years and i probably don't really ever want to listen to Ooh, again but did you ever that? listen to electro swing when that came out electro like, swing i heard that when i was in europe yes yeah weirdly uh so we work at an international company and some of yes. my counterparts in europe we have like a music channel where we talk about music mm-hmm. and three people are like oh i love electro swing and they posted this stuff i'm like i listened to this in college like 10 that years was what ago. i listened to back in 2010 to 2012 yeah that's what i listened yeah to. exactly that yeah. was like the exact phase it was that and then that 
and then dubstep came out <laughs> or no i think that was like earlier 2010 2011 dubstep and then electro swing um i got super into the strokes the strokes was probably like my strokes was huge phase. in that time frame yeah right right yep 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 uh the strokes and just like that new york garage like punk revival i guess um was so good and then uh a huge phase i went through was lcd sound system when i found them in like 2015 16 listened to like nothing but them like their entire catalog top to bottom i could listen to any song and know all the words and enjoy it now um and then like tame impala when i found them and that's kind of where i am now this year is when i had that like more funky jazzy almost uh phase of like Wolfpack and sure sure um so you're gonna phase out of it and be like oh, i'm done with that you think i i've never been oh i'm done with that with really any phase that i've gone through besides i went through a small like punky kind of phase what's the uh rise against what would you call them do you know them rise yeah against? i know rise against they're punk ah, so ugh. <laughs> So that's huge. that's what I would call them. No. Now. That's like the one phase where I'm like, fuck, why did I ever listen? No, to no, that? no, 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 no. I'm not. I, I, it's not because of that. I'm saying that because this happens a lot in metal specifically, but just the heavy scene in general. It's kind of like the rap versus hip hop. Yeah. Thing when you call something punk, a lot of people will say that's not punk. Real punk is you know blah blah blah, like yeah. rancid and blah blah blah. Like like punk is really this and this and like that's true punk. Just like right, so like for example, like like uh, like people would say, um, people would say like hardcore is supposed to be a specific lineage of bands, and mm. people would say punk is supposed to be a certain lineage of bands. Um, so like for example, people would say like punk is not going to be like uh, like Lifetime, like punk would be more like No Effects or some shit, and yeah. then you would just get like bullshit for it she yeah like, no they're, they're, they're actually punk they're actually considered this because of they were inspired by that and this and it's just like yeah i get it. okay fuck off like i get it so when you say rise against are they punk i mean ugh, i guess i would say they are very punk in attitude yeah like they're they're they're, they're called rise against they're literally <laughs> against like it's like rage against the machine yeah like, exactly. it's, it's a very punk uh identity that they have yeah but I would say the more like alternative. Yeah. But not even alternative. I guess like rock. I guess you could say punk rock. I guess they're more punk rock. Yeah. Because they're more like rock anthony now. Yep. Exactly. Young Rise Against was very much more punk. Yeah. And I was into them in probably like 2009, 2010. Um, they were pretty good. They that's like good. one of the only bands that I just can't stand now. But I listened to like Why? nothing but them for well, months. I don't know. It's just so like cringy to me almost. You know what band? Because <laughs> it's I, anthony. They were trying to pump out anthems and yes. that's so cringy to me well there was a there was a, a very specific time frame i think from like 2000 and i want to say 2000 and 2000 to maybe 2006 mm-hmm. i think or maybe 2004 to 2008 there was a heavy emphasis on the punk anthem yeah like green day i think green day started with well, they didn't start it but green day apexed it with the american like the american idiot album. american idiot thing yeah. and then like when september ends and all this other stuff and yep. it became a big you need to have an anthemic chorus. The chorus yeah. needs to be a soaring chorus. You need to like slow it down in the chorus. You need to have this certain chord change in the chorus. It was it was a very definitive thing that you could hear in this time frame of music, um, which wasn't bad. But you, you know what band did this very well? And mm-hmm. I was actually about to talk about this band anyways because it was a band I used to listen to a lot 
completely forgot about and then went back to and I was just thinking, they're fucking great still. Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> Breaking Benjamin was such like the the hot topic band. Yeah. But at the same time. Like literally like the store hot topic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just it was just if you didn't have, you know, a chain on your pants somewhere and black somewhere. <laughs> a on a chain shirt. that went from nowhere to nowhere <laughs> on your pants. <laughs> Breaking Benjamin was the stupid what, what, wallet chains that weren't attached to wallets. Yeah. That were they were the fucking hot topic band. They still are pretty good. Like I listen to them and I still think I'm not a huge fan of just oh, I love this entire album. It's just no, this there's like one song per album I like now. But I can go back and 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 have fun with that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just it's a nice song. It's it's a really fun song. And it's because they do the uplifting like yeah, uh, they like explode into the chorus. They explode into like a major chord, yeah, uplifting half timed chorus. Ugh. And and the main vocalist Benjamin can sing, so yeah. it comes out really well. But that's also from the same vein of like the Three Days Grace kind of stuff. Yeah, I was where it's like, say, like this, yeah, Creed did the same thing. Creed did this. Yeah, Creed. <laughs> Creed was Creed was really weird, right? Because Creed spawned into Alter Bridge, and Creed. It was all too much because of the vocalists. And not to shit on Creed. Yeah. They were good at what they did. But the problem was that they kept falling back to it. It was like a pitcher who had an excellent fastball. And they said, fuck any other pitch. Just throw a fastball. Yeah. And eventually the fastball isn't fast anymore. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> also with that, what happened is that they, by forcing everything to go to the vocalist. And they, like for example, they never had bridges or solos that had anything other than vocals. Mm-hmm. Because they rode the uniqueness of the vocalist. Scott something whatever as hard as they could (laughs) (laughs) as hard as they could and it worked for a period of time but that didn't last more than what three years maybe four Mm. and then they were out alter bridge came in and alter bridge fucking it's fire alter bridge is great what is that is that like a uh alter bridge is the is the is creed with a different vocalist sure and here's the thing the new vocalist they found sings better a and b plays guitar extremely well nice so they will have dueling guitar solos now and they are they are the classic alternative metal band yeah where it's just this it's kind of cheesy expected uh heavy quote-unquote heavy music for for like more of a mainstream audience but it's fucking good. Mark Tremonati, the guitarist, is a phenomenal guitarist. I remember hearing their solo. Yeah. And I thought, like, this is very Creed-like. It's different. I could tell it's different. But there's so much Creed in it. Yeah. Because the majority of the band is from Creed. Yeah. But then when the bridge hits, that's when I just went, what the fuck? They could have done this the whole time? And it's just, it, it it's great. It's such yeah. a great great song and a great band and they put out bangers like their albums are are very very well written modern metal like mainstream things yeah they're very well done that reminds me of audio slave yes which is like i didn't know for an embarrassingly long time that audio slave was rage against the machine with a different singer (laughs) and i was like man this this they are ripping off rage against the machine like this <laughs> guitarist so is just similar. trying as hard as he can to sound like tom morello yeah and then i watched him live and i'm like oh shit their guitarist is tom morello wait a second <laughs> i know that basis too I, oh no it's oh, all of them yeah exactly <laughs> it's it works it works um yeah I, I will say this there's a weird vibe in that section 
where it's almost like i don't know what it is and i wish stav was here because he would explain it in mm. literal musical terms like a formula he would give you the formula oh no he knows right. the formula. he knows the time measure he knows the keys he knows the progressions he yeah. he know he knows he studies it like that's his job i wish i knew that so he well it, i've always joked with him that i felt like music has to be boring for him mm. because it's just a recipe that he knows yeah so he could he hears a song and he knows he'll he'll say he'll go oh we're gonna go to c c major here are we and there it is like it's like he knows it's coming because he he knows the formula behind huh. songwriting he studied songwriting. Yeah. He composes music. He knows he wrote our intro song. Like he knows yeah. <laughs> he knows how to write music. So for him he sees it and and we've always joked about how, you know, how we both listen to music and think about music, but like um I was going to say Incubus. Okay. Incubus yeah, yeah. is Ooh, yeah. from the same like range of time of everything we're listen- of what we're talking about, but they did it the same but not really. Yeah. Like they took a similar theme of how they were doing it. But they made it so uniquely theirs, where you could tell the time frame when this music came out, and you can tell the vibe of when this music came out. But you could tell it's it Incubus is somehow its own thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm trying to think of what sets them apart because I'm I'm listening to a Creed song in my head compared to an Incubus song in my head without vocals, and they're pretty similar, right? It's I, I want to say I want to say it's the vocals. Yeah. The, the Incubus vocals are more like whiny is the wrong word because that paints them in a bad light. And I actually really like Incubus, but they're more like emotional rather than Rrr. it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wish I was staff. Yeah, staff is like shaking his head. <laughs> like, he knows he knows it's me. this word. This is what you're thinking of. Yes. Uh, yeah, so so that's so to answer this. This is a long answer to the question. Yes, I go through phases. Cool. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. I guess I kind of go through. phases. Are you in a phase right now? A specific, uh, like a new thing that you found? I am. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't really find new. Th- um. Oh, I mean, there's a weird. I don't know what it is. And your girlfriend probably loves this shit. Mm. I mean, clearly she does because she likes yes. Phoebe Bridgers. But like Phoebe Bridgers, soccer mommy, like. Mm, yeah, yeah, that yeah. style. I don't know what you call it. Like Haley Williams did uh, "Pedals for Armor," yeah, which is a very much. It's much darker than what those two ladies are doing, but mm-hmm. it's a similar vein. I don't know what it is, but there's this weird kind of '90s electro throwback, but somehow modern acoustics singer songwriter yeah. fucking albums coming out. Um, Hannah, who's the one? There's another one. I think her name is Hannah, but like. I don't I know, know what I don't know what you call those though. Like, what do you call those? Like that new genre. That, that genre. Like, you can't just say like singer songwriter because that's not what it is. Oh, Holly uh, Holly Humberstone. Holly Humberstone. Do you know Holly Humberstone? Oh, gotta check that out. Oh, Show she's great. Marina. She's great. She's great. She's like, yeah. So nineties. Oh man, I love that guitar. So that reminds me of this playlist I found on Spotify. I was looking for the right playlist to just chill in Red Dead Online with. Like when my friends weren't on, when I, when like we weren't talking and I was just going to do like side missions or whatever and just killing time playing Red Dead Online. I want like, I want a song that like a cowboy would play. Well, that's not like, well, once you hear her sing, it's no, I know, like I know. not the but same. Like, but that type of like deep moody kind of dark guitar playing almost it sounds like and i'm maybe setting it up as like too dark and i could see in your eyes that you're disagreeing with me well no i'm just trying to find the ant like it sounds like you just want like 
old country music. There's a playlist <laughs> I found called Southern Gothic. And it's oh, not country. It's Southern. So it has that kind of like twanginess without like falling into the country category. And the Gothic comes from like, it's not like dark gloomy songs, but it's like just all like minor chords and minor. It's not like my like truck, the flag. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. like, and I walked down the street and there was a bleached cow skull. And uh-huh. like, it's like kind of gloomy type of things. Right. But that, that playlist was super gloomy, but like, um, Phoebe Bridgers has those like minor keys and but like, she doesn't sing gloomy. I yeah, feel. she's she's I'm trying to describe the way she sings because I, I she has a really interesting voice, but I don't like enjoy it. And I like, usually skip like, Phoebe. Bridgers I, I want to like, find a Holly Holly singing like so you That's pretty good All minor chords um, maybe I don't know. But like, Steph might be like, like, no. Yeah, right. But like, but like that's, but like that's like a, that's really good. And soccer mommy is kind of the same, but more yeah, electro, yeah, yeah. like more electronic things involved. It's um, I don't know what, like, because it's so easy to just say that's alternative music. It's just right. It is, but I mean yes, that's a specific <laughs> alternative music. Like that's an, a very specific mood. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. Musical genres to me, like you could. Uh, you could take a rock song and then turn it into an alternative rock song and there's like a tangible like it adds something like alternative to me does mean something it's almost like an ingredient like you could pick up like oh is there paprika in this like I could listen to a song and be like oh there's a little alternative in this (laughs) like (laughs) but like alternative does describe that and that's kind of what I'm trying to describe it's like an alternative Phoebe Bridgers is listed as alternative yeah you know just alternative just alternative just Mm. See, this is folky to me. Yeah, it's folky. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for. When I wanted that playlist uh, that I was listening to, um, I specifically, in my head, I didn't know how to type this into Spotify or Google, but I wanted, like, Take Me Home, Country Roads. John but, Denver. But lonely is, <laughs> like, what I wanted. <laughs> and I don't know how I found it on Spotify, but Southern Gothic, if, if you're still playing Red Dead, you or anybody listening and you just want music to play in the background and you have Spotify, the playlist Southern Gothic, specifically if you have a PS4, because you could just pop open Spotify on the PS4 and listen to it in the background of your game. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's so good. Oh, Southern Gothic, man. That might be what I listen to. Are you a Southern Gothic fan? I'm a fan of that playlist in particular. It's really good. Okay. I don't know. I do like that it's like a very uh, lady-driven genre right now. Yeah. Because I feel like guys had that back in the 90s. Yeah. That was very much the singer-songwriter guy phase. You know what I mean? Jason yeah. Mraz, like John Mayer. It yeah, was, yeah. Uh, Ryan, what's his name, with this Super Saiyan blonde hair. I forget his name. I have no idea. He was dating Ashley Simpson. Oh, I have no idea. Okay. Um, well, but like... It's so more. It's so much more unique than just female singer songwriter. Yeah, which is what I like. Like, yeah. there's so much more character to and, to what they're doing. Yeah, and like creativity. Like, there's yeah. really new things coming. Yeah, out. like yeah. like um. Oh, what's her name? What's her fucking like uh uh Maggie Rogers. Yeah, that's what I was trying yes. to think of when you were saying like Holly Humberstone, yeah. Phoebe Bridgers, Maggie Rogers. Like, Maggie Rogers. Like, their shit is fire, and it's all unique, and it's so 
lazy to say, oh, just all yeah, all these new female alternative artists. It's like, yes, they're I mean, alternative. I would consider it like alternative folk singer-songwriter. Okay, that's a good one. Alternative folk yeah. is really good. Yeah, yeah. When you just say alternative, I think of like Incubus. Like alternative, alternative rock. rock. <laughs> right. Like I think of that. There was rock with that weird <laughs> umami <laughs> flavor in it. <laughs> alternative, it would be umami, right? If it were a flavor. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, yeah no, I think you're right. I you think take it, some rock and roll and put some mushrooms in it. And now it's alternative rock. <laughs> you take a nice steak, slap some mushrooms on it. Now you got a Salisbury yeah. or whatever it is. No, that's <laughs> alternative steak <laughs> that's how that works i think that's how that works yeah i think that's right so yeah this alternative folk movement yeah that's going on and i think i think taylor swift did that a little bit yeah folklore i, I yeah but folklore to me was much more folk yes it was not as alternative compared to like like phoebe bridgers mm-hmm. right i think i think taylor went very folk because i'm pretty sure she said she just recorded at like her her cabin i think bonnie Vare's cabin yeah, and it was just a piano and a guitar really yeah. was the majority of what they had. So that's kind of the basis of it. Actually, although uh, I, I'm pretty sure she writes everything acoustically first. I think that's her style. Interesting. And then she takes it, she and demos it to the team. Brings and the team, it to a studio. Yeah, yeah. and then the, her producers and her partners will be like, oh, yeah, well, let's put eight synths in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you want to do with this? You want to make it dancey? Okay, here's some synths. Like, yep. I think that's how she writes. Um, speaking of all this stuff, uh, the whole, it's like very female dominated right now. It brings me back to like 10 plus years ago, but like Bonnie Vare is base is like that alternative folk. Yes. Like, yes, that's for a good Emma point. Forever ago is very like Phoebe Bridgers, Maggie Rogers. That's a good point. I think they take a lot of inspiration from him. And so did Taylor Swift in Folklore because yeah. she recorded literally at his house and he's in a couple of the songs. Yeah, that's a very good point. That He's a very good template to use as kind of what that, what the basis of it was at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you could trace it probably way, way, way back. And speaking of my current phase that I always kind of rock it into when the leaves start falling off the trees is Nick Drake. I don't know if you ever listen. Oh, to Nick, Drake. Nick Drake is amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, heart wrenching story. Well, like I, the story of Nick Drake. Yes. Well, I was going to say basically like the Van Gogh of folk music. Yes. Well, I was going to say the problem with Nick Drake, I found out about him in high school. The problem with Nick Drake was, or is for me, I get so fucking sad listening to Nick Drake. Oh yeah, but when the leaves are falling, that's right what you need. No, that's when I still get. <laughs> I listen to uh, I listen to a lot of like very specific like like Valencia like pop punk mm-hmm. uh, like transit pop punk. I listen to very specific things from my past that I've played in the fall. Nick Drake is just like that's a because the next thing you know it's dark at four o'clock and then yeah. it's cold out and it's winter and you're just depressed as a motherfucker yeah, and I just, so is nick drake well, well, and he's it's okay and dead. now you're depressed so <laughs> now i mean you're depressed together i my current phase that i'm in my fall phase for like three years running now is nick drake and fleet foxes and a little bit of father john misty who's basically a fleet fox mm, mm. um yeah that's i go hard on those weird like see i don't go fleet through- foxes is also like alternative folk i would consider them the oh, only so the only seasonal phase I go through is I play a lot of jazz around like Christmas or like now yeah like that's it I play a lot of jazz, jazz is good some that's Vince it. Guaraldi trio yeah of course oh, right? yeah. I play I that's that's like the only phase I've really well no I'll, I guess I'll lie I play obviously a lot more country in the summer yeah which is funny because I know like people think like oh you're a country fan it's just I'm a very select country fan I I mean. 
Darius Rucker and Zach Brown band are pretty much the majority of what I play to consider country. But that's really it. I don't really go through like, oh, I can't listen to this in this season. It just doesn't fit. I don't really do that as much. Um, And that that comes from working. Because working, I just feel like a bag of meat that's going (laughs) through different temperatures at all times. And it's less impactful for me to have the emotional connection to my world around me because I'm getting numb inside. So for me, I think when I was younger... While you're working or... Because the monotony of 40-hour work weeks kind of okay. just numbs you down compared to like when I was younger and I, I had time to reflect yeah. and just have mindfulness. Yeah. I don't have time for mindfulness anymore. Sorry. I just don't. Yeah. I really just don't. I wish I did. I wish I had time to be mindful more often. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think about the immediate thing to make me happy and I think about what I have to get done and that's all that dominates my mind. Like four hours to be made happy before you go to bed after work. <laughs> yeah. So it's just that's pretty much my fucking yeah. day. So it's just not the same. But... Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think I also feel, I think I also feel like I don't want to find too many new things in music. Like I don't go hunting for new music. If it I takes find, energy. If I find it great, I love it, but I don't actively go like, Oh, let's just go poking around. I just don't do that. I just, Oh, I can't go poking around. It's discover weekly. You do the work for me. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, Spotify has like the friends list thing. Mm-hmm. So if on the computer, which is mostly what I use to listen to music at work, is the computer app. On the right, you can see what your friends are listening to right now. Oh, right, right, right. Which is pretty cool. And see, if, I don't have Spotify. So if it's someone that I see is listening to like a playlist that they made that I enjoy their musical taste. And also, sorry, friends of mine who we were once friends on Spotify and you notice that we're not anymore. I just keep my friends on Spotify who I enjoy their musical taste. Like, I don't care if I'm going to be friends with my sister because I don't want to listen to Katy Perry and Taylor Swift nonstop, but um, <laughs> but like I'll I'll add one of my friends, and if I actually really dig their musical tastes, um, then I'll keep them around. And every once in a while, I'll just like poach whatever they're listening to, and that's kind of how I find new music now. I don't mind Katy Perry's new album. I haven't listened to it, but I'll uh, I might give it a shot. I really liked her when she came out mm-hmm. uh, at first. What was it like? I kissed a girl back in like two thousand six yeah. or something. Yeah, I yeah. really like because I didn't like her singles. It was her other songs that were mm. really, really, really good. Interesting. I'm biased because I was interning for the record label for her before, <laughs> so that I had a lot of insight. But yeah. um, knowing like her past and knowing that she was, you know, kind of shunned from her family for her actions because she was came from a very conservative religious family, and yeah. she kind of like came out and did her thing, and and uh, she embraced it. Um, hearing the songs that were not the singles, they were not like. Drink tequila and kiss. It was very much like, <laughs> yes. like there was a song. Uh, I forget the name of it. It was so good. It's basically talking about how she has to. She thinks about repenting every night because she feels like she's gonna burn. Wow. Yeah. Like, and you just think like, oh, okay. Like, I thought you kissed a girl and liked it. <laughs> you know. So it's um, it, it's it's a lot more personal. <laughs> song right after that on the album that nobody <laughs> listened to. No, I didn't like it. I regret it. <laughs> it's it's it, it. No. It's it's just there's um. Yeah, I just think that she has a lot more depth uh, than most mainstream pop stars kind of get credit for, yeah. which I like. Um, you know who else is a really big mainstream person that I just started listening to just to kind of see if I could stand the 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 catalog? Ariana Grande. Uh, no, that's... Lady I, Gaga. No, Shawn Mendes. Okay. <laughs> um, I saw his Netflix uh, movie. 
Yeah. Where kind of went behind the scenes on him. Yeah. And I didn't realize uh, his full singing capabilities until I saw that. And I was just, oh, fuck, this dude can fucking sing and he can play his ass off. Yeah. Okay. So you're clearly talented. Yeah. You're clearly not propped up by by post-edit. He might be a uh, John Mayer situation. (laughs) Where he covers just, that's that's what got me to listen. He covered a John Mayer song. Well, there you go. <laughs> just in in the uh, in the movie, he's just in the back room warming up, and he just starts playing a John Mayer song. Yeah, uh, a slow dancing in a burning room. Yeah, and he fucking smashes that <laughs> shit. And I was just like, All damn, right, I'm gonna listen to you. I'm gonna. That might be his like cry for help. It's like Tiny Rick song. Where it's like, please help. I'm Sean Mendes, pop star, but I really just want to play my guitar. <laughs> no, like he's. I think it's very interesting about his about his uh, style. Um, the thing, the, the part of the problem is that I think he, from the very limited amount I've listened to so far, I don't know how to put it without sounding like an asshole. You know what I mean? Like sounding like a pompous, arrogant just say shit it. about You've it. Already, I don't given think, us a disclaimer. I don't think he wants to. I, I don't think there's any nuance to what he does because I feel like he sounds like. When you hear him sing, he sounds like a Formula One race car. Okay. And by that, I mean he knows how he knows one speed mm. and he excels at it. Gotcha. It's the equivalent of hearing a, a Broadway star sing. A Broadway song. Yes. Or a <laughs> musical and going, right, you fucking smash this musical. Yeah. Because you are amazing at musicals because yeah. you're extremely talented at musicals. And I'm not saying he's not talented or has depth to his talent. I'm just saying all of his songs and the way he sings is just, it's like, if it sounds like it's turned to 10 all the time. Yeah. It's just, he sounds like he's trying to fucking not, I'm not saying 10 as an intensity, but just 10 in his, his input of performance. Yeah. You know, he's running 90, he's running like 97 octane every time. It's not <laughs> like, I never hear him really kind of, and I, I'm not cr- criticizing his technique by saying this, but I feel like I feel like the guy doesn't relax mm. the way he sings. It's a very interesting critique of someone. Well, it's just it's the he sings too good all no, the time. You know what it is? It's the same thing that Christina Aguilera does. Yeah. Okay. Now I get it. It's just <laughs> she's an amazing fucking vocalist, and she can be considered one of the greatest of her generation. Yeah. Easily. Easily. But just sing a song for once. But just she has to go <laughs> Don't to ten. Try to break a champagne. She has to go time. to ten. Yeah. And. Formula won it every time. Like yeah. she, there's no, there's no dialing. Like here's a perfect example. Michael Jackson, were they saying, um, "We are the one" for we like the, the AIDS world. benefit show? We yeah, are the, yeah. He doesn't do. He doesn't do. That. He has the ability to. Oh yeah, he has to. But by the way, the video is fucking hilarious when you see it. But he does it in a very nuanced way. If he sings his way, he has fun with his part. But he doesn't try to MJ like, oh yeah, just hold on, China. Like he doesn't do this whole fucking thing. <laughs> he doesn't do this whole <laughs> formula one. <laughs> Never do that again. <laughs> oh yeah, from China. <laughs> that was not Michael. J- <laughs> you just broke for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> do it for me. Give me an example about it. <laughs> you just say Shimon. That's all you have to do to do a Michael Jackson impression. Okay. Or he he. <laughs> okay. He doesn't do any of that. He doesn't go. <laughs> I I blanked on how to sound. Yeah, oh you did. So I started making. But noise. your mouth is just like I'm already going. 
Jesus. Yes, I get it. Michael Jackson didn't have to go full hum chum chincha. He didn't have to go all out. You know? He knew when to dial it back and, and, yeah. and be subtle. Just play his part, yeah. Play his be subtle in a song. But I feel like Christina and Sean, they they don't. It's just they have the talent, they have the ability. Yeah. So why not full send? So they just fucking full send each time. Yeah. By the way, the, the one of the funniest clips ever is that part when MJ's singing and then he stops. And I forget the lady who sings after him, but she starts singing and then she, I think she fucks up a note or does something egregious. Yeah. I forget what it was. It's enough where everybody's looking forward and doing this and MJ has sunglasses on and he's grooving and he just... He just stops and just does this. Like, he just immediately snaps <laughs> over like, to her <laughs> down the row when she does something wrong vocally. What the hell like, is that? What the fuck? Like, he was... <laughs> I gotta watch that. Is that, like, in the actual recording? It's the actual video. He does it. Like, she she fucks up or she does... She tries, like, a vibrato, like... Doesn't length. quite nail it. She doesn't nail it. And he looks... Oh, he's the only one. He looks over like, what the... He stops moving. <laughs> he looks super serious, like, as, as if you just screamed an I insult at him. Gotta watch He just that. looks over, just, ugh. Let's what wrap this up and let's go into that musical phase of our life where okay. we listen to We okay. Are the World. Okay. We're and gonna do it. We're gonna uh, do it. we'll see you all next week. Oh, done China. <laughs> Bye. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Say something. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. Say something. Say something. I'm giving Say up on you. Say something. I'm giving, giving up, up on you. you. That's perfect. Test that was, it with that. that. Good? Okay. Okay. <laughs>